Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. My money is still on Will. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas, the pugilistic wonder. I'm Freddie Coleman. It's Cut Man, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, 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 always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from the best and worst of this weekend. And will include plumbing issues in the National Football League. That comes your way in about ten minutes. And in case you wondered, and I know you did, Taylor Swift will not be at the game tonight between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, 8.15 Eastern Time on ABC and ESPN and also the Manning cast. She's got a couple of concerts she's probably doing to get ready for Harry Douglas, but you will not have any Taylor Swift sightings tonight. The Swifties, if they're oh, watching the up, game wait, tonight, oh, wait the a minute, Swifties though, will not be watching tonight. Uh-huh, listen. There will be the Swifty parents in the building. Yes, they will. The parents will be in the building, but that's not the same as Taylor being in the building. So, yeah, you're right, Freddie. It's not the same. It's Mm, not the same. It isn't going to be the same. I'm sure there are plenty of anti-Swifties out there thinking, thank God. But I'm sure there are plenty of Swifties thinking, I don't need to watch this game. Either way, plenty of people have a lot of attention. Potential game of the year when it comes to the regular season. Barely, barely nine months removed. And the last time we saw these two teams playing for a championship in a Super Bowl, and many people wonder if we could get a Super Bowl rematch again. Check out what Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, had to say about facing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs again for the second time in nine months. They may be meeting each other three times in a calendar year. Obviously, he's playing for a really good team in this league, and um, he leads his team very well. Um, and they have a, they've always had a great, great thing going. Um, just the level of consistency that they've been able to play, and not only play, but win. Um, and so... He's always done a great job, everything he's been able to do over his career. Um, have a lot of respect for that. And, um, you know, it'll be a, be a battle. I know the NFL's week by week, but I love the fact that this has a big game, playoff-type feel to it, especially in Kansas City. I'm not going to ask you which team has more questions. Everybody has questions mm-hmm. in the National Football League. But who needs to win this game more tonight, Harry and Kansas City between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Yeah, this is easy for me. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, and here's why. When I look at the Philadelphia Eagles and their schedule moving forward, Mm -hmm. their next four games, they have the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Seahawks. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs in their next four games, they play the Raiders, Packers, Bills, and Patriots. So when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and them trying to get that number one seed this year, also, you don't want to allow the Dallas Cowboys to have an opportunity to catch up to you in the NFC East right and have a chance and an opportunity to overthrow you and win that conference or win that division um, like you've been able to do last year then you need to win this football game you need to win the magnitude the magnitude of this football game is that much more for you I think with Kansas City I think what we've seen in the AFC we've seen so many teams be sporadic Mm -hmm. 
to the point to where we will always believe in Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I think in the NFC right now, you look at Dallas, who's ascending. You look at the Detroit Lions, although they fell down, they fell early to the Chicago Bears. But what good teams do, they found out ways to win. Even when they turn the football over, when they're not their best, they figure that out. You look at the San Francisco 49ers and how Brock Purdy is playing the last two weeks. After a lot of people had questions about him in the three-game skid. I think there there's more consistency in the NFC mm-hmm. versus the AFC right now. Okay. I love all those points. Objection. <laughs> it has to be Kansas City, and here's why. And all the points you made are definitely, definitely right on it when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles. But when you're the Chiefs and you've been that big dog and there are questions that you may have in that organization, they need to win more tonight for their psyche. I'm with you in terms of the schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles. But if anybody can withstand it and win those games and potentially not lose one of those games, it's a team I really believe in when it comes to Philadelphia. I trust them more than anybody else in the NFC right now. That's not sliding San Francisco or Dallas or Detroit because it's those four and everybody else. It's going to be those four. I would be very surprised if another team breaks through those four when it comes to the final four teams in the playoffs in the NFC. That's where I'm at, how top-heavy the NFC is right now. But if you're Kansas City... Everybody's looking up at you, whether it's record-wise or what. You win the game, you like the Chiefs team we're used to seeing, that sends a message to everybody else like, oh, God, they're back. They figured it out. Damn that bye week and Andy Reid having success. They get a chance to win on their home field against a team that firmly believes that they lost it more than Kansas City won it when it came to the Super Bowl. You win tonight's game, you beat an Eagles team that a lot of people look at and say, we know what they can do, we've seen what you can do, but can you do it again, Kansas City? For their psyche, and mainly when it comes to the psyches of other teams in the AFC, you get a win tonight and everybody's watching, that's going to send a message to all those AFC teams that think they can beat you and may say, man, we are really in trouble now because they hadn't figured it out yet and they still have the best record in the AFC. And Freddie, I'm glad this game is on primetime TV on Amen. Monday Night Football because I, I I literally thought this should have been the first game of the year mm-hmm. to start off the 2023 season. Now, we still got an amazing game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions where the Lions won that matchup, but I wanted to see this game be the first game of the year. But we get it right now yeah. on Monday Night Football, and I think when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they're coming off a of bye week too, right? So you have that's both teams fair. coming off bye weeks. Jalen Hurts had that extra week to give that knee some rest. I want to see how how much more healthy is he going to be with that extra week. Also, I want to see Spagnola. Like, man, what is he going to do defensively? What is that flavor of the day going to be? Because the way they had the plan versus the Miami Dolphins and Tyreek Hill and Tua Tungavaloa, I thought it was a brilliant plan. And their his players defensively, those guys were up for the billing, right? They were up for everything when it came to defending what a lot of people tried to compare to the greatest show on turf. And I told people to shut up and stop it because they haven't even won a Super Bowl. So stop comparing a team to a team that won the Super Bowl and did it at a high level. Go on now, Preacher Douglas. You know what I'm saying? So I had to to throw that in there, Freddie. Come on now. But the the magnitude of this game, and I think this is the part of the year where you really see teams uh, not figure things out But the imprint on what they like to do is solidified. And I think when you look at these two teams who've been consistent over the last two years, I think we're in for a thriller led by two phenomenal quarterbacks. But also, Mm -hmm. we look at Chris Jones on the defensive side for Kansas City. You look at the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. How are these offensive lines going to be able to protect their quarterback? Sure. 
uh, within this matchup, too. Yeah, I, I never thought I would say this. By the way, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I never thought I would say this this year. But the role for the Eagles to get the Super Bowl is harder than the Kansas City Chiefs. As loaded as the AFC at the beginning of the year, I said, man, yep. that's a gauntlet no matter what division, no matter what teams that you're going to have to deal with. Dallas, San Francisco, and Detroit pose a bigger threat to the Eagles than right now anybody else in the AFC. And I know Ravens fans don't want to hear this, but I still have concerns about your team failing in the second half. I know they didn't have it against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati wound up being beat up from the feet up. They were able to win that game and outlast Cincinnati. Who, who, there's no team out there right now in the AFC I look at and say, if you got to go to Kansas City and win that game in Kansas City, can you? I don't find one right now this season. It's not going to be Miami. I don't trust that team. It's not going to be Baltimore. I don't trust that team. I can't find anybody in the AFC. I look at it and say, yep, if things break right, going to Kansas City, not afraid of them. If you have to go through Arrowhead again in January, Kansas City is going to win once again and get the AFC Championship game for the sixth straight year and be back in the Super Bowl. The Eagles road right now is harder to get to a Super Bowl than Kansas City's is in the AFC. And I think it's unique that you bring up that conversation because when you look at the opposite side in the NFC, right, I think three of the teams that we are, are expecting to contend, right, I understand, so the three I'm talking about, we're talking about the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, and I understand Dallas, but what I'm about to say is pertaining to the three teams I just mentioned. Okay. We know their DNA. We know they like to play a physical brand of football, offensive line, defensive line wise, right? Across the board. Right. When it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, we're trying to see if they're going to be able to stop the run versus those three opponents, right? We're trying to see, okay, if Michael Parsons is taking out of a football game, who else is going to pick up the slack and be that dominant force defensively for the Dallas Cowboys? When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, we know what that defensive line is going to do and mm-hmm. what they're capable of doing in crunch time. You look at the San Francisco 49ers, we know and then the addition of Chase Young, him and Nick Bosa both had a sack this past weekend. Javon Hargrave playing at another level right now, uh, the, the greatest since he's become a San Francisco 49er. You look at the Detroit Lions and on their bad day, finding ways to win and pick up the slack when Jared Goff isn't his best, right? So we know the brand of football that those three teams, the Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, and the San Francisco 49ers are going to play with. We know that. When you look at the AFC, Mm -hmm. we still have – we're trying to figure things out over there. The Chiefs, if anything, they resemble more the Eagles this year than ever before. The way they run the football a little bit better. Some concerns because they have to have the guys on the outside. They're hoping that they'll step up with Travis Kelsey, but that defense is playing at a terrific level. Not too many defenses are playing better than Kansas City Chiefs so far this year, and they're able to keep that up. Whatever pressure could be on Patrick Mahomes, they can reduce that because they're holding up their end of the bargain and not allowing any teams to score 24, 28 points and say, we can win a shootout anyway. Now they're thinking, man, you don't get 17, <laughs> even without struggles. That offense is still going to get 21-24. The only team to hold them below 20 this year were the Denver Broncos, and that defense is hunting everybody right now. They held Kansas City to nine points in game two and 19 points in game one. You may not have that kind of personnel that the Broncos have been able to do to stymie Kansas City, especially on the AFC side with that defense, that improved running game, and at a certain point, 
you know the Chiefs are going to figure that out. Like we mentioned, Monday Night Football tonight, potential game of the year in the regular season, 8-15 Eastern time on ESPN and also ABC. The Chiefs in Kansas City hosting Philadelphia. And the Super Bowl rematch we just talked about, that's going to be a hot ticket in Kansas City night. And hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats. They are the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets and experience it live. From the top stories in sports, this is a huge story to the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is three up, three down. Each and every weekend, we give you the best and the worst of the weekend. Could be a player, could be a city, could be a team. But if they good, they get that love. If they bad, like Faith Evans said, you get no love. And that's what we call three up and three down here on Freddie and Harry. Harry Ducks and Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X and Channel 80. My turn this week to be the up guy. It's Harry's turn this week to be the down guy. So we start with number one. Oh, you got to give it to Purdy. Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. Once again, he was the boss. Only four incompletions. Three touchdown passes. 21 to 25. By the way, that Tampa Bay front seven's not bad. He didn't give a Buccaneer. He went out there and put it on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And all of a sudden, people started looking at him differently again. That is my number one this week. Purdy. Brock Purdy, Harry, the 49ers quarterback. Freddie, I'm just smiling. I'm so glad you had Brock Purdy as your number one up. Brother Dev is frowning, but we still love you, Dev. You are a major contributor to this show. We love you, Dev, but I'm going with my number one down. I'm going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go down to the Jerry's World. Okay. Didn't they win this weekend? Yeah, they did win. Okay. And and, and Jerry announced that he's going to Uh – Put Jimmy Johnson in the Cowboys ring of honor. And I love everything about that. Now, the part that I have Jerry on for being my number one down is that when he told Jimmy Johnson, this is what he said. He said, yes, we're going to put you into the ring of honor in 1923. (laughs) Now, maybe I'm confused or something, but 1923 has already passed us, ladies and gentlemen. And then Jimmy Johnson had to correct him and say, I hope you're talking about 2023. And Jerry said, well, what did I say? Uh, Jimmy, you know, I do. What I did said, I say? I know I said 1923 because, you know, back then after the Spanish flu was over, we still had six years <laughs> away from the Depression and my family still had some money back then. So that's why I talked about 1923 because things were good back then like they are in 2023 with me owning uh, the Dallas Cowboys. That's why I put Jerry Jones as my number one down. Come on, Jerry. It's 2023, not 1923. Maybe not to him in more ways than one. (laughs) Number two. How about Tommy DeVito, New York Giants quarterback? I never thought in 100 years, whether it's 1923 or 2023, that Tommy DeVito would make any kind of list of being three up. But when you go out there as an undrafted quarterback on the road and you go 18 to 26, 246 yards, three touchdowns passing, and you were sacked nine times because your offensive line apparently wanted to be more turnstiles than blockers. And oh, did I mention that he wasn't drafted by anybody? Uh-oh. And now he has started an NFL game and has as many NFL wins this season as Daniel Jones as a starting quarterback? And Saquon Bart looked a lot better with that guy quarterback than Daniel Jones? Tommy DeVito, you may not have to move out of your mother and father's house yet. But you get the number two up for the week based on what you did, despite getting no help from your offensive line at the New York Giants. 
Atta baby Tommy. Now let me go to my number two down. I'm going to go to the Alabama game. Alabama Crimson Tide versus Mm -hmm. the Chattanooga Mocs, right? And, you know, the backup quarterback is in the game for Alabama. His name is Ty Simpson. He had a phenomenal run. Should have been a 79-yard touchdown run for Ty Simpson. But, see, he did what the defensive player of Oregon did the previous week. Mm -hmm. He Tried to celebrate entirely too early and dropped the football at the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. And Nick Saban didn't even turn and look at him. He couldn't. He didn't even turn and look at him and acknowledge him. Freddie, I am so sick of players doing this. What is wrong with just running through the end zone with the football? Ty Simpson, you had your opportunity to play this year versus South Florida, and you looked horrible. Absolutely. Now, you get your opportunity in junk time to showcase your talents and show the coaches that you can be trusted, and you pull this move because you wanted to celebrate and go do a dance. He did a dance and everything in the end zone. Mm-hmm. He did a dance with his teammates and everything, Freddie. Mm-hmm. And they called the ball back to the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. Ty Simpson, you made my number two down this week, man. Let's be better. Yeah. Nothing personal, just business. I got 10 words what you just said about Tyler Simpson. Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yes. <laughs> you yes, would yes, think... Yes. After everybody saw that in the Oregon game, that you wanted to make sure that would not happen to you, and not even seven days later, and you play for Nick Saban? Freddie, can I tell you what my receiver coach told all our receivers in our meeting room? If something like that was to ever happen to us, mm-hmm. he said, if, if one of you guys drop a football before you get into the end zone, he, he, he said just this, I swear to God, I'm going to the owner and the head coach and the GM, and I'm trying to get you cut the next day. He said, I, I swear I'm going to try to get y'all cut the next day because it's inexcusable. Yeah. Maybe that's the only way they can learn. You threaten their job. Oh, yep. you did that? We're going to threaten your scholarship. You may not be playing for Alabama football next year. I know that's extreme, but hey, these are extreme times. I'm Freddie and Harry. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, giving the best and the worst of the weekend. You know it better. It's three up or three down. I do the positive this week. Harry does the negative. That means we're up to number three. How about Russell Wilson? Uh-oh. And that game-winning drive for the Denver Broncos. Say what? To bring some memory to your memory. Or should I say from the We Know This Now So You department, you'll never guess who's leading the NFL in touchdown passes. The one, the only, Russell Wilson. That's right. Sierra's boo is leading the NFL in touchdown passes. And I go back to that night on a Thursday night, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Sean Payton, and Russell Wilson turned around, took he, off his helmet. He looked at him like this, man, the, uh-huh. you don't get your ass out my face. Exactly. That's exactly he, how he looked at him. Yeah, he looked back down, and he gave him a little bit. And from that point on, all of a sudden, Russell Wilson hasn't been the whipping boy for Sean Payton. Everything that's going wrong in Denver, all of a sudden, Sean Payton, hey, we got to be better. That guy's got to be there. That guy's got to be there. Russell Wilson, he's playing pretty good football. I go back to that dog back then, had enough of a bigger dog biting his head off. And he said, man, you keep messing with me, man. It's going to be me and you. And ever since then, Sean Payton has been just right. And so has Russell Wilson. And that game-winning drive for a Broncos team that right now has the longest winning streak in the NFL at four games. And all of a sudden, they could be a team not threatening to get into the playoffs, but being a playoff team when we did not see that coming. And they gave us 70 burger to the Miami Dolphins not too long ago. Freddie, I can't wait to go to Mile High Stadium this weekend mm-hmm. and watch the Denver Broncos and uh-huh. the Browns play one another. That's going to oh! be really good. That's going to be a good game. Let me get to my, my third down. Mm-hmm. And my poor eyes had to witness this yesterday. 
the Jets offense slash the Steelers offense. Well, like offensive, not offense. I took time away from my son who was there watching that nonsense with me. And my son said, Daddy, can I watch your phone? Can I watch Netflix on your phone? I said, yes, son. I I wouldn't dare force you to watch nothing of this magnitude. I, I wouldn't dare. The way those offenses played yesterday, I was embarrassed being a former NFL player for two, two fans who witnessed things like that, who bought tickets to those games to watch those two offenses be so terrible. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Jets offense slash the Steelers offense are my third down of this week, Freddie. Well, Najee Harris still is running back. If you were tired of watching it, He's playing for one of those teams. Record-wise, man, it's a uh, record-wise good. You know, you can, you can look at the record. You can do two things. You can look at the record and say, okay, we're still good right now. But look at the record and be like, if we keep playing this type of football, how long does that last? I look at it like, how long does that last? You know, like it's a good record. But, I mean, it's the NFL. You know, it's. Um, Winning like how we did is not gonna, it's not going to get us nowhere. Najee Harris got in touch with his inner 1970s classic long. How long has this bleep going on? That, that, he's tired of that. So if you were upset by it and your son Prince wanted to watch something else, can you imagine Najee Harris is going through being a part of that? As a Steelers offense in the running back position. And, and Freddie, I was trying to find the tweet that Ryan Clark put out about the Steelers' offense. Oh, here it is right here. Disgraceful for the Steelers to lose to this Cleveland Browns team with DTR at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Not executing down the stretch offensively while DTR leads the game within the drive is inexcusable. Not making any changes is allowing it to happen. They can't continue to allow it to happen. So RC Mm -hmm. had enough of watching the offense of the Steelers as well. Yeah, and that's not getting any better. They've been outgained in every game this year. Yep. How they are six and four. I don't know if that's a miracle. I just don't know what that is. Speaking of putrid offenses here on Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. The Jets have had enough of Zach Wilson being that way, that guy quarterback. They also did something else after announcing he was going to be benched on Friday's game versus Miami that may have seen the end of his career as a New York Jet. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... 
It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On this Reggae Monday, known as Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80 and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always weigh anytime you want. Is this finally it for Zach Wilson? Is that going to be it for him as quarterback of the Jets? Let us know what you think about that at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Because earlier today, the New York Jets announcing that Zach Wilson being benched for this week's game against the Miami Dolphins, that game happening on Black Friday. As a matter of fact, they even went a little further than that. He's going to be the third-string quarterback. Tim Boyle, first stringer. Trevor Simeon, second stringer. Zach Wilson, third stringer. Robert Sala, speak on about the future of Zach Wilson and the depth chart this week for the Jets. What is Zach's future with this team? Uh, we'll deal with it in the offseason, guys. Um, right now, it's just it's really about Miami. Decision to go with Tim Boyle this week. You know, just to give him an opportunity a uh, different style of quarterback. So really, it's just to give him an opportunity to see if we can do something with the offense. What will the uh, status of Zach be this week, Robert? Is Trevor going to be the backup? Is Zach going to be the backup? All three will be up on game day. Trevor will be the immediate backup. That doesn't sound good for Zach Wilson. <laughs> that nope. doesn't sound cute at all. When you said we'll deal with that in the off season, he didn't say anything about we hope to get Zach Wilson back on the field at some point this season because they said that last year. And even this year, that's our quarterback. We stand behind Zach Wilson. When somebody says, what about his future? And your response is? What is Zach's future with this team? Uh, We'll deal with it in the offseason, guys. Um, Right now, it's just, it's really about Miami. We'll deal with it in the offseason. That doesn't sound like a coach that wants to put that guy back in at any point this regular season. Well, I'm pretty sure Robert Sala wanted to bench Zach Wilson the last two weeks, but he didn't have the blessing of the front office to be able to do so, right? That that's why he said in that in that in that pressure that he had, you know, I plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. It's out of my hands. I only can, can can control what I'm able to control as the head coach of this football team. When it comes to the general manager, when it comes to the owner, when things are above my head, hey, I can't make those decisions. But I think he gave the proper answer because right now this football team is on a short week, right. and they have to play a game on Friday versus the Miami Dolphins, and if they want their season to potentially still be in the works of trying to make the playoffs, then they have to focus on the Miami Dolphins and how they can potentially get a win, you know, versus Miami. I think worried about Zach Wilson right now, hell, that's the least of Robert Sotler's worries. That's the last thing he needs to worry about right now. Number one, not, not only is your season on the line, but your job's on the line. The last thing he's thinking about is, hey, Zach Wilson in the offseason, and, and where's his future lot? He's not thinking about that. He think about how can this football team compete on Friday versus the Miami Dolphins. Sal Palantonio, ESPN Info reporter, he weighed in on what you just said about the future Robert Sala as a head coach. And he says, if you think the Jets going to move on from him sooner than later. I think the closeness of Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers is well documented. It's out there for people to see and hear. Rogers calls him Robert, and Sala says that Rogers can come back anytime he wants. There's a deference there between the two of them. And Rogers is under contract for 2024 on the hook for $38 million, I do believe. So I don't think Robert Sala is going anywhere. If Aaron Rodgers wants him to stay, he's staying. And even Aaron Rodgers did not want him to stay. If you're the New York Jets, 
you can't allow that guy to fall on the sword for your sins. Because I'm sure Robert Sal did not say, let's draft Zach Wilson. Joe Doug's general manager said, that's the guy I want. Rob Sal's probably like, I don't know, Joe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at him over there. I want to make sure that, that guy, the one you're looking at right now, yeah, he threw a 68-yard pass during pro day. I don't know, Joe. I, not, is there somebody else? They're not going to let him fall on the sword for their sins because he has done everything possible to support their decision. Just like you remember the Titans when he wanted to cut his friend and he yep. goes, you know, he said, you know, I don't cut people. He goes, I know Coach Bertie said, I respect it, but sometimes you got to cut a man loose. And Coach Boone said, okay, but you're the captain. You know, you support your decision. Robert South supported their decision because they said, Robert, we believe you can make this guy work. We believe this can work. Robert said, all right, I'll support the decision, but it's going to come a point that I can't do it anymore. And I wonder how much Robert Sala said, you can't expect me to run this guy back out there when guys do not want to play with him and guys do not want to play for him. I went along with it because your title grade is bigger than my title grade. But now we're at a point of no return. We've lost a lot of guys on this team. Do you want to lose the entire team for the rest of the year? And then who's the Aaron Rodgers may want to come back to that? Why would he want to come back to something like that this year or next year if guys are feeling that way about what's going on because the guy that you trusted we can't make him play because he can't play. And I'll say, Freddie, those conversations between head coach, general manager, and owner are a tiny bit different when you have a defensive-minded head coach versus an offensive-minded head coach. If you have an offensive-minded head coach, you know, maybe that offensive-minded head coach can, you know, sway the front office to go in a different direction. When you're a defensive-minded head coach and you're also getting your first head coaching job, I don't think you're going to be able to sway the general manager and the owner Mm -hmm. uh, from a way that they potentially want to go when it comes to picking the quarterback of the future. Right. So those conversations also are a little different having a defensive-minded head coach versus an offensive-minded head coach as well, I believe. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. In case you have not heard the news, the Jets are not only benching Zach Wilson for this Friday's game versus the Miami Dolphins on Black Friday. Tim Boyle is going to get the start. Zach Wilson has been downgraded to the third-string quarterback. Trevor Simeon is going to be a, going to be the backup. Also, check out Robert Sala had to say about having Aaron Rodgers around. And he clearly, clearly believed. And he may have been just saying that for the company line. But he thought if anybody could help Zach Wilson. You think in retrospect you should have had a more proven number two quarterback? No. Like we said, you know, we, we think Zach is incredibly talented. Felt like he'd get an opportunity to sit behind uh, Aaron and, and just learn if, you know, uh, empathetically or sympathetically. When you look at Zach, he's never really had an opportunity to watch somebody play the uh, play the position. Joe Flacco was fantastic. Uh, Mike White did some good things. But to just sit back and just watch from ground up. And uh, that was his opportunity with Aaron. And uh, four plays in, he's back into the starting lineup. So he never really got to really sit back and kind of absorb and just get that redshirt year that you would have loved to have given him. But we'd always play the hindsight's twenty twenty game. But we felt like we did what was best for the organization, best for the team. You know, it's a, it's been an unfortunate series of events when you look at all the injuries on the old line and just the things that have transpired since the start of the year. That's the company I'm sick and tired of. <laughs> How do you think Zach Will's going to benefit from watching somebody else play? That's the best freaking excuse you could come up as a Jets organization and say, we thought he would be a better quarterback by watching somebody else? That's like saying, hey, you can be a better astronaut by watching the freaking rocket go to the damn moon. That's the nonsense I've got to deal with as a Jets fan. When you keep making excuses for a guy that can't play, that has shown he can't play for three damn years, and your best reason if you're Robert Sala to say, we thought he would benefit by watching how it's done. 
and jetsian stupid jetsian things. That's one of the stupidest jetsian things I've ever heard to defend somebody. I'm tired of this nonsense with this organization and this quarterback. I know you don't want mistakes to stay in the building or you want this mistake to be better, but don't give me that nonsense. You say, well, we thought Zach Wilson could benefit by watching somebody else. It's no wonder Zach Wilson is screwed up. When you give him that kind of that kind of directive why he's not playing well and why the organization has failed him. I'm tired of hearing that nonsense from the Jets. I really Fred, am. I, I would also say this. I think Robert Sala just let the cat out the bag. They didn't expect Zach Wilson to play at all this season. Exactly. They, so just, just <laughs> they, thought, they thought that he was yes. going to be watching the entire exactly. year. But even if, he's play, even if he's not playing this year, Harry, how do you expect someone to learn how to play quarterback watching other dudes if he can't play? That's idiotic to say something like that. No, I, I agree with you because I think the best way to learn how to play the game is to get the experience and actually play the game. Thank you. Oh, my. My stall, Crity. I'm tired of that with Freddy, this organization. He is tired of it. Stop making excuses for people who stink. Seriously. And like I said, the Jets did not do Zach Wilson any favors by overdrafting him with the second pick. And they have not coached him properly. And the offensive line's been terrible. I get all of that. But please, stop the madness by saying, we thought Zach Wilson would benefit by watching somebody else play. If that's your reasoning why to keep Zach Wilson, it's no wonder he sucks. It's no wonder he stinks. Because that's the organization directive. That's why the Jets are where they are right now. Where you got to bench a guy for the second straight year. And not just bench him. Third string. Third, I know. That's, that's, that's the bottom of the barrel right there, boss. Like, it was already bad a season ago when Mike White got the starting job and then you see his teammates with the Mike White shirts and the support that they had of Mike White. Now he's getting benched and he's not even the backup. He's the third string at the moment. So that tells you, look, Zach Wilson had three years to, to showcase his talents and show anybody, not just the Jets, anybody in the National Football League, that, that any organization that he could play. It, he, he, listen, boy can't play, man. Like it's okay to call a spade a spade. A lot of people scared to call a spade a spade. He, yeah, it's not. It's, it's it's not for him. Yeah, I went to a check with my doctor last week. He said you taking any aspirin? I said no, but the Jets are giving me enough migraines. I don't know why I haven't taken aspirin all these years. <laughs> Seriously, that kind of nonsense. You know, I got a nice, I got nice bottle of wine, Duckhorn Merlot. You know, I'm a red wine guy. The Duckhorn, my favorite. I can pass along to you, Freddie. Just drink a bottle of wine, baby. Don't, don't give me a bottle of wine. Just give me the whole case <laughs> for years of servitude. With this organization, (laughs) we thought that Zach Wilson would benefit by watching somebody else play. Give me a break. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Try not to migrate myself in the early grave on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Positive things. Teams that actually can play in the AFC. We know the Chiefs right now are the best team. But who's the second best team according to Freddie and Harry? We'll give you our thoughts on that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget, Chiefs versus the Eagles tonight, 8.15 Eastern Time on ESPN, ABC, and the Manning Cast on ESPN2. Caitlin Clark of Iowa Basketball is going to stop by the Manning Cast tonight to be a part of that whole facility when it comes to Eli and Peyton Manning. I say Chiefs and Ravens are number one, number two. Let's just put that right there in the AFC. We're going to do teams where they stack up when it comes to tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one, that's Chiefs and Ravens. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I thought we have more teams in there, but injuries, attrition, yada, yada, yada. Who would be in tier two, Harry Douglas, in the AFC, according to you? So in tier two, I have three football teams. I have the Miami Dolphins, okay. and then I have the Cleveland Browns. And this next one is going to be a surprise to a lot of people, but it shouldn't be a surprise. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Ah. What that football team has been able to do this season, mm. I think it's phenomenal. You look at the quarterback position and mm-hmm. you know what C.J. Stroud has been able to do, mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryans as a rookie head coach, but also that defense. That defense held the Arizona Cardinals to not have a good percentage on third down. Mm -hmm. They also held the Arizona Cardinals to be one for four on fourth downs. So I like where this team is ascending. They've already beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm going to say it right now. The Houston Texans will win the AFC South. Okay. I wish you could have heard a man whose shower main name was Herm Edwards, and we do happy hour with Herm Edwards in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. The look on his face... When you said the Houston Texans, he just turned around and went, hmm. And I like he, Houston. Okay, Herb, speak on it. A little, like a little early happier. Harry Douglas right now, we have our AFC tier rankings. We got the Chiefs and Ravens. That's tier one. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Tier two, he has the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Texans. Tier three, we have Jacksonville, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. But I'm going to circle the Houston Texans. Your thoughts on Harry Douglas saying he believes that that team can win the AFC South, Herm, when it's all said and done. I, I said that uh, three weeks ago, especially the way Jacksonville was playing, right? I mean, I, I thought Jacksonville uh, wasn't living up to the hype. Uh, quarterback was just playing okay. And then this week he made me eat my words, the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He played like we anticipated him to play. Uh, if they continue to play like that, they will still be the team to beat, but I do believe in Houston. There is no doubt. And I believe him even in a more now after hearing what the quarterback had to say after throwing those three interceptions when he uh, kind of equated it to uh, Stephon Curry saying, hey, 
When he shoots them and misses them, he keeps shooting. Well, I'm going to keep throwing. I said, go ahead, young fella. You can say all that. It's all good, but just don't throw it to the other guy. Don't keep doing that now. Don't get us in trouble. <laughs> but I like his confidence. I, I do. I just think it's it's something that you marvel at. A, a guy like this, can't say enough about D'Amico Ryans. He's in it. Uh, you know, He mm-hmm. could be coach of the year. I mean, this team has won six games, and it's in a rebuilding mode. I mean, this team's no different, guys, when you think about it. And I'm not trying to shade any shade on them, but Carolina was in the same mode okay. of trying to rebuild the football team, drafting a quarterback right. in the first round. Now these guys have a little bit more pieces, but I tell you what, they are really playing good football, Houston. And coach, I would say this: I think what even I know C.J. Stroud has been phenomenal this season, mm-hmm. but I think I've been very impressed with their defense and what Ooh. they've been able to do on that side of the ball because it's not just like they have young players offensively they have a lot of young players yeah. defensively yeah. you know and, and no, what yeah. Sheldon Rankins has been able to do even though he's a vet you know you sprinkle in a little veterans with those young players but I think that defense is playing at a high level as well for the Houston Texans and make no doubt and uh, that's all D'Amico Ryan's you know he, he understands that I mean he's He's building his defense similar to what they did in San Francisco. So he has a blueprint right. of what it takes to win uh, and what it takes to build a team. He was there when that thing was being built. And, you know, they're not long off. I mean, look, these okay. guys have already won six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a team probably at the end, maybe win nine games with a rookie quarterback. Nobody thought they would win nine games the first two years of C.J. Stroud's no career. No way. No way. No way. Nah. Yeah, yeah. And they've they've done really a night. Now it helps when you know you have three rookie quarterbacks basically in this division. Right? That's true. That helps Jacksonville. Yeah, yes. Because yep. if if Richardson would have stayed healthy, he was going to be the starter. And the Colts Levis, can play a little yes, bit on defense. And, and, and Levis is is the guy that's going to be the quarterback there. So think about this division in the next three years. Wow, that's a good point. All these rookie quarterbacks plus Trevor Lawrence. This is going to be a division you start talking about going, hey, man, you don't want to deal with the AFC South. You got young quarterbacks. If if they hit, if all these guys hit, guys, they're there for 10 years. Yeah. They're going to play each other for 10 years. Think about the quarterbacks in this division. If they all hit, and I, and, and I hope they do. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I pull for quarterbacks because when they're good, it makes the NFL better. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes it the game better. But man. when they're bad, they make organizations set them back for about anywhere from five to ten years. Oh, it, it's devastating because you don't recover from it. It, it takes another. It, it'll take another whole staff of people to come in there. And really? Then, oh yeah. And then you got to hope that you got a guy because when you don't have that guy, yeah. <laughs> You're in trouble. But, but, I, but I think when, when you look at Indy, like Indy yeah. is, a, is ahead of schedule too. Sure. Indy is a team that a lot of people thought were, were going to be in re, rebuilding mode. And I understand that Anthony Richardson yes. is out for the year, but Gartner Minshew has kept this team afloat in that defense of, of Indy has, that defensive line has. Yeah, but no doubt. But here, here's what I'm going to say to you. Okay. When's the last time Indianapolis, beside Richardson, mm-hmm. had a quarterback? What was his name? Andrew Luck. How long ago was that? Uh, ten years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. That is exactly what I am saying. Right. Wow. The Pittsburgh Steelers and their history. Who have been the two greatest quarterbacks? Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. Think in about 30 it. Years. 30 years. Think about in it. 30 years. We're going to get more of that in terms of quarterbacks because Herm Edwards coached a team that's got a quarterback quandary once again. I can't wait to hear what Herman Edwards is going to have to say when he found that Robert Sala said that the best way that Zach Wilson, he thought was going to play better 
was to watch another quarterback do that. Happy Hour will kick things off next. He's Herm Edwards. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. It's Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.